Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia Healy, homeowner, and we're talking home Home repair. Today we are talking about codes, my favorite thing. Knowing the code. Yep. They are the bane of my existence, the pain in my butt. (laughs) But keeps us all safe. That's right. That's right. And you just can't, it's one of those things you can't get around. And if you think you're going to get around it, it'll bite you later. Right. And they're they're, they're just getting more and more strict with some of the, it's like every three years they are revising the code. Do you think it's because we're litigious or why? I mean, building is fairly safe. Well, yeah, considering what we were doing a hundred years ago, it's really, really safe. But yeah, probably, you know, the litigious part of it and oh my word, we had a fire and it was due to this. Well, we have to change the code or somebody fell down the stairs and, and it's because of this. And they have to fall so at now three we, feet. So now we have to put it at this arbitrary 3.2 right. feet. But, was it, but what wasn't noted was, you know, the person was drinking. Right. You know, those kind of, those, those other circumstances. to protect for every exactly. circumstance. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then we're going to have a, a little report. You did a, you went to a conference. I did. You went, uh, multi, oh, I don't have the right word. Co-housing conference. You went to a co-housing I conference. Did. And we get to hear what you did there during conference hours. So, yes. but let's talk about, <laughs> how did you want to talk about codes? Just a couple of different ones that we come up against um, doing our, you know, basic kitchen and bathroom remodels. Um, just some things that we need to note. Uh, the The first one is, um, you know, we come, a, older house, doesn't have a bathroom fan. Mm-hmm. And so they want they want to put a bathroom fan in. And if we have to go through the sidewall, we have to take into consideration that ex- that exhaust for that duct has to be a minimum of three feet from the window opening. That would be hard if your bathroom has a window. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's kind of tricky. Um, so if you, you can't know, go way up, right? If you can't go up through the roof, then or, or going, even way up on the side, right? Yeah, yeah, and sometimes, but that's something that we need to we need to take into consideration. We haven't had any problems thus far where we haven't been able to do it. We've been able to finagle it this way or that way. What do you but think the three feet is about? What are we protecting? sucking it back in ah, to okay. the house? Okay, right. So you're you're trying to get that rid of that air, and then if you're three feet, less than three feet, and you open that window, you're just going to draw it right back in again. So it's pointless. So that's what that's what that's all about. Great. I love codes with a reason. And Another, that one actually kind of makes sense. Three feet seems a little... A little much. Robust. But, <laughs> but I think that's just, a, that's just a standard three feet. How long should it be? Three feet. How big should it be? Three feet. <laughs> Seriously, like a landing for the stairs, right? Yeah. How, how long? How big does the landing need to be? Three feet. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, so next one is uh, clearance for a toilet. So oh, do you know the, the clearance? The left and the right? 
No, the front. Yes, the le- the left and the right is right. You have to be you have to be 15 inches from the center of the toilet either side. So a total of 30 inches. Okay, I got a question. Go ahead. Are you thinking that... your bathroom, aren't you? Yes. Uh-huh. I don't have. You, that opening isn't 30 inches wide? No. Oh. Does that matter if the toilet's staying right where it was? And I'm not trying to create a new wall. That, like if I, I what, what do I do? I would probably be grandfathered in. Since, uh, we, since we haven't moved anything, we're not creating a new space for the toilet. We're using the existing. And we're not changing any of the plumbing. You know, it's not like, okay, I wanted to make this closer over here. So our argument would be everything is staying where it is. Right. It's a plug and play kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> because they can they can do whatever they want. Sure, sure. Do. Who would be, is that going to be the plumbing inspection? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in front of a toilet. You have to have 21 inches. And I have seen some where <laughs> you walk in there and you sit down and your knees are smacking up against the uh, My old grandma's bathroom. Right, you right bet. up against the toilet or the, t- the tub. Like, oh my word, you have to sit sideways. I wonder what the purpose is of that because it's not ADA because 21 inches isn't enough. No, it's not. So I wonder what the thought Probably to there. prevent that where you have to stand in the bathtub to use the toilet. Probably that's a safety thing. Because you could slip and fall. It's you a slip could. And fall thing. Exactly. Oh my God. Right. But 21 inches. <laughs> um, electrical panel clearance. I don't know if I've talked about this before. Um, people, so. people, they like to cover up their panels, they like to put shelving up against it. Mm. They like to pretty much kind of hide it if they, if they can. However, they're supposed to be. Um, you're supposed to have 36 inches in front of the electrical panel. It's supposed to be free and clear. Of a permanent yes. structure. Like you can put your temporary, like a desk can kind of be in yeah, the Yeah, you can move okay. it. As long as it's movable. Right. Okay. And then um, 30 inches wide. So from the right-hand edge left, you have to be 30 inches. So 60 total? No, no. Oh, no, sorry. no, no, no. So, so the right edge... And then you go 30 inches over. Okay. The left at 30 inches over to the left. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. And you all, you all can't see me as I'm explaining this. And, <laughs> and, and Alicia's, yep, 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 I got it. Okay. And then 30 inches from the left edge going right, you have to be 30 oh, inches. Oh, okay. So, and then um, six feet, is it six feet, nine inches? Six feet, six feet, five inch height. So the top of it can be no higher than six mm, feet, five mm. inches, which is pretty high. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty, for most. pretty high. Right. Is there a limit on how low it can be? You know, I don't know that. Or maybe just like every electrical thing, in case of floods, your panel can't be... Like 24 inches or yeah. something like that. I don't, I don't know. I have you know never what I seen... bet you what it is? Three feet. Three feet, probably. <laughs> you know, I have this handy-dandy little card card thing here that's got all those... And I don't know if they have a minimum here. Um, I mean, I think for usability, you'd want it, you know, high enough. But I would think also for, you know, basic flooding, you'd want to right. be protected. Right. No, it's not given a it's not given a minimum. Interesting. Huh. If you happen to be a person who knows about electrical codes, how high does the panel have to be uh, away from the floor? Yeah. Huh. You Interesting. Can send that in at askamy at amyworks.com. Right. 
Okay, what's our next one? What's our next one is outlets in a kitchen. So uh, this is inane. <laughs> I came across this in my kitchen remodel, and it is inane. Not not that you should have the the GFIs, right? But th- right. Th- I'm totally I'm not for even that. talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the number that you have to have in there, the spacing. Be- like if you're having right. outlets, I'm you sorry. Have to have go a ahead. So. It's ridiculous. If you, if you have a countertop that's 12 inches or more. Deep, you mean? No, or wide. Okay. You have to have an outlet. So if you have one of those little little outlets or little... Um, little throw keeper. Right next, <laughs> to, right next to your refrigerator, in between your refrigerator and your stove, and it's 12 inches, you got to have an outlet So keep there. it to nine. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, and then... And then there, there can't be. It has to every twenty four inches. Right. So, so and it has to be every two feet, right? Right. Or twenty four inches. Yeah. It's, so, like, if you have one, you have seven. Right. Because you think about what your the length of the your appliances. appliances. Right. You usually have these short. You should see her. You should see her face. She's having a really hard time with this. Why are you having a problem with this? Because it's. I think it's because this is why. This is why. I think there should be codes, and then I think there should be best practices. And so, if I don't have a lot of appliances, if I'm the kind of person that knows I'll never want to have an appliance on my or more than one or two. On my counter because I don't like that look. And I understand you can't just build for yourself for for cousins. Mm-hmm. But they are such an eyesore. And I think in I think two feet is just too small. Because then in a very small kitchen like mine, I'm still gonna have like five outlets. And you find them to be an eyesore. Just you you don't even think about the you you can see them. See, I can't see them. Oh, I can see them. Really? I wake wow. up in the middle of the night sometimes. <laughs> and you see. <laughs> There's an extra thing there. No, I just, it, I'm wow. reacting a little too heavily, but I remember just thinking, oh my gosh, that seems like overkill. But you think about modern day, right? Sure, you have, sure. You've got your coffee maker. Mm-hmm. You've, got, you've got your blender to make your smoothies. Right. You got the toaster. Yep. Maybe you even have, well, you got a microwave. And that's probably going to be hardwired that, these days. Or, uh, that's going to have a dedicated. It'll well, have a dedicated. Shift, it'll have if dedicated. It's not a countertop. Right, de- one, dedicated yeah. circuit. Um, what else What else do you have? Um, coffee grinder. I mean, coffee there's grinder. All kinds of things. Right, you right. Know, there's all kinds. The bread maker, all those kinds of things. But I don't know that I'm going to be using them all at the same time or that they're all going to live on my counter. Right. So, okay. I just think. Well, I, I think, think we should write to the what is an international building code place and say Alicia does not agree with this. Well, I just want a better explanation. I mean, the not wanting to have cords all over. I think that's a you know that's a good safety thing. Mm-hmm. You know, diminishing the the amount of water or you know safety of just cords anywhere because you can't hide the cords because your right. counter goes right up to your wall. I right. understand that. Right. But yeah, I just think it's a little bit too much. Ah, too long on that. I'm sorry. No, really, I had feelings. Okay. <laughs> tell us, tell us what you all think about outlets in the kitchen. I know there will be a lot of people that say, 
heck yeah, I want outlets. I want like four more. Exactly. Yeah. Please thank you very much. <laughs> and ones that don't blow every time I turn my... Fair enough. Well, right? See, that's what I think is, and obviously they have them on it, but you know, the having as much power, different circuits... You right. know, there. Twenty I think amp. So you have to important. have a certain yeah. number. I think you have to have at least two, two uh, circuits, circuits for appliances in a kitchen. Oh, and, and that doesn't general? count for garbage disposal and microwave. Or if it's you have an oven. Right, that's totally it's different because yeah. that's two forty. But anyway, okay, moving on. Okay, whoo, whoo. Um, stair risers and tread sizes. Three feet. No, I'm just. <laughs> nope, not on this one. <laughs> So, so riser, mm-hmm. horizontal. No, no, no. Excuse me. Vertical. Vertical. Up and down. Riser. How much you're stepping up. Right. So or it should down. be between seven and a quarter and seven and three quarters max. There can't be a difference of more than three eighths of an inch, which is tiny. Mm. That's kind of tiny. But you notice it. I think very early on. In our podcast, uh-huh. we talked about that once you when you were building something and and you were lining one up. I think to you were replacing a stair. Mm-hmm. I think a, a, a system, and it's just every little variance you will feel. And oh, you stub do, your fing- right? Toes you and, absolutely yeah. do. It's like oh, that that one's totally off, and yeah. and it you look at it and it looks fine, but you try to walk up and down it, and yeah, grab we the are handle. well calibrated machines. We are very much so. So riser, no more than seven and three quarters. But it can't be below seven and a quarter. It's not supposed to be. Right. Okay. Does that go for all kinds of stairs? Because... Anytime you're building the code, yes. Well, like there seems to be some commercial stairs that will be less of a a rise, but they're kind of deeper. I suppose commercial is completely different set of codes. Yeah, than than residential. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They probably have they they consider them platforms or something like that. You yeah. know, where you D- can a different take word that two steps are. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to measure um my I'm gonna ask my dad for that. I'm gonna do a report the next time we do an uh, episode. Okay. At my the home where I grew up. Uh huh. What the rise and the Oh, like my grandma's house. They were probably ten inch risers. And the tread was probably seven. They were backwards, but they were trying to stuff those stairs into such a small, small area. Yeah, ours and was very steep too. Don't play on the stairs. And I learned how to do stairs. You know, at the time I can do them very fast and crazy. Yeah. So, and I think uh, that I think it's a good skill to have. So when you to go do bouldering, stairs. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I noticed when I'm at home, I'm just like. You almost have to be pitching footed, or you go down to the side. Yeah, I the do treads that, are and so I noticed narrow. it's like that's something my dad did. But my dad had big feet; he did it. But apparently, I saw him do it. So now I go down a stair yeah. with you know, kind of tech, 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 tech. Yeah. sideways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird. Or it could be genetic. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Tread minimum ten inches. Ten. So that's the horizontal ten okay. inches, right? You don't want to get them smaller because then you have to start walking sideways. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is there a max? I believe it's 11-something. Okay, so again, another small range. Right. Yep. Kayla will tell me differently, I'm sure, (laughs) when she hears this. Uh, Egress windows. All right. And there's a a number of different 
factors that you need to think about when you're doing egress windows. One is it has to have an opening, now a clear opening of 5.7 square feet. So, so it could be one foot by five? <laughs> no, it actually has to be, I think it has to be wider than 20, 20 inches or wider. Yeah. Um, so a typical, like if you had a two by three opening, right, that's going to give you six square feet. Mm-hmm. Good size. It has to have a 36-inch projection, which means that from the face of the window out to your window world. well, uh, yeah. your window well, you have to have at least 36 inches. Three feet. Three feet. <laughs> right. Um, the window has to be able to open fully, right? Or slide. You Yes. You can do a slide. The problem with that is to get a slide with that kind of opening is a big window. Yes, right. Right, right. as opposed to a casement window where it cranks out and the entire window opens up. As now, opposed is, to a hung, a single hung where you've got half of it is staying stationary. So this whole other. application is a basement. We're talking about basement windows. Anywhere you need an egress, yes. Okay, right. I mean, you need egresses in other bedrooms as well. Why? To get out. Oh, so you're saying any window, which is on... Bedrooms. Bedroom Any window, window bedroom, in bedroom a bedroom. Windows. Right. Okay. So you can't put your bush in front of your window. Well, you can, and they do, but if you're having a window well, so people can get out. I mean, because you, you have a bush, you can still fall out of the window. Okay. Right. But you, you need to be able to climb out. Gotcha. Um, so... The window well itself, you have to have a nine square foot area, three feet out. How wide? Three feet. Got it. <laughs> right on. That and really is the answer. Three feet is three the feet. answer. If you have, um, if the depth of the window well is greater than 44 inches, you have to have a the permanent ladder. ladder or steps that you can use with the window fully open. So uh-huh. if, you, if you put a ladder in there and then you can't get your window open, that's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, any questions on the egress? And that's required if it's a legal bedroom or if that room has walls and only a door to get out of it, any window is considered. No. Okay. No. What if it's, makes a bedroom if it's considered, a closet? If, yep. To be a to be an actual bedroom, it's it's supposed to have a closet, which is weird because in Europe, right? You you bring in your closets, right? You bring in your wardrobes, right. you bring in your IKEA wardrobes, you bring in your kitchens in Europe. So again, as well. that's kind of arbitrary. So instead, you know, saying if there's only one exit out of any room, I don't care if you have a closet or not. If I mean, I understand that you need to. Get, it could be a better code. Yes. Why don't they ask me about this? Amy? I don't know. We need to we need to let them know that you're willing to I give your opinion. <laughs> yes. I need to start going to city council meetings. And another thing. <laughs> and then um, height to the windowsill, floor to the windowsill, maximum 44 inches. So that's so you can climb out of it. Oh, for sure, right. Yep. If if it's a little bit higher than that, you can always put a step in front of the window. That's kind of weird though in your room. Yeah. You got to step so, 44 inches. Railing on a deck. Three feet. No. 
30 inches. I don't know why they took the six inches away, but 30 inches. I'll tell you why. Because somebody who was on that board had a nice view and wanted their railings three, six inches. Right. They didn't want to have, yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting. But that's the top of the railing. Top of the railing has to be 30 inches. Between 34 and 38. Is is if you're if you're over if your height is is greater than say say you've got a, a, a step up of thirty two inches right so you have to have a railing yes right so right, the, right. the height of your railing has to be between thirty four and thirty eight inches I thought you just said it was thirty no 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 that's the height of the deck anything higher than thirty inches deck height you I have to have was, a railing I thought it was eighteen inches no okay so if but if you go out so if your deck is on a hill. And you go out three feet from the edge of the deck, and that drop then is greater than three feet. You have to have a railing, which makes sense because it's over. Yeah, as yeah. you're falling forward, you're going to be. It's from the earth, earth right. to your deck, right? Is your right. So you have to think about that. It's like, okay, where are we sloping? Sure, right. sure. And of course, if if I'm making any mistakes on this, let me know. <laughs> and this is for informational purposes only. Yeah, exactly. Because in exactly. your town, in your state, jurisdiction, it may be it could be may very be different, different. But we're but sitting here in Seattle, Washington State, shooting the stuff, shooting the breeze, right? Just like, hey, <laughs> did you know? And just to th- to to consider that a lot of building building elements, you know, we expect codes in plumbing and electrical but there are codes for all kinds of things oh absolutely stuff right and so just to consider those as you're planning your remodel right and and we go into situations all the time where they had no clue what what the codes were because they they did it themselves because they did it themselves and didn't get it inspected right and didn't get inspected didn't know that there were actual codes to it um like the toilet thing yeah right i'm gonna put the toilet here because i want more room in the bathroom but no you can't do that right right. yeah last one carbon monoxide detectors so when you have when you have a fuel burning appliance in your house gas stove Mm. gas furnace um gas water tank those kind of things. If you have any propane appliances also, then you need to have carbon monoxide detectors. You have to have one in each area outside a bedroom, sleeping area. Mm-hmm. Right, so if you have like two wings, because some of you have those big houses, <laughs> I know you do. If you have two wings, then you need to have two carbon monoxide detectors. And you should have one on each floor. But not inside the bedroom? Not inside the bedroom. Because that's not where the gas appliance is. Right. Okay. Right. Um, you should have smoke detectors, of course. Sure. In each right. bedroom. Right. And then outside. Um, and then there is some, and I, I don't know, I know there's been some controversy of where, should it be on the ceiling? Should it be closer to the floor? Because mm. they're saying carbon monoxide is heavier than air, so it drops. But, um, you know, look at look at the code and see in your area what, is required and you would come a- upon that on more of a made that's like building your house or a major remodel because who's going to inspect that who, who right if you're authority? doing if, if you're if it's an old house yeah. you don't necessarily need to have it but if you've got a fossil fuel if you've got a, a fuel um fueled fuel fuel fueled <laughs> appliance yeah 
even even though you don't have them, you know, my house is 1955, so I don't need to have one. But it is a safety thing. Sure. Yeah. And, and so think about actually getting one. If you, But if you're doing any kind of renovations, like if we came in and did a renovation for the kitchen or the bathroom or, or bedrooms or something like that, then we would be required because then that new code takes effect for because carbon monoxide. Because you're touching something because that impacts something. that hallway. Right. So right. now we have to go ahead and follow the... the so maybe code. not the bathroom remodel, but if you did... Any remodel that that is deals with those appliances that would have some fuel. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah. that's that's um, that would depend upon who what, who the inspector is. Sometimes yeah. sometimes they're really harsh and sometimes they're not. Um, sometimes they'll take it as, "Hey, you're an educated contractor. Anything you see." You know right. better first. Things like that. Carbon monoxide detectors, $25. Why didn't you put it in? Yeah. Come on. Does it need, is it required to be hardwired power? I don't believe so. Okay. New, yes. New construction, if you're putting it into an existing, no. Okay. Um, so that's what I got on, on code. What's the strangest code you found in your browsing? Strangest code. I don't know. I just kind of go with it all. Um, I mean, I mean, that's you know the right it, attitude. Like, Why fight? Right. What's What's an interesting thing is uh, so the electrical wires that come into your house, and you've got that mast that goes up, right? Right. And then the wires that come in. Now, there is supposed to be, and and there usually is, but sometimes not. There is supposed to be a dip in those wires as they come up into that mast, mm-hmm. and it's so water does not drip along the wire and drip into the, into mask. the mask into the panel. Right. And I have seen it where the wire is sticking straight up, right? Instead of being down, it goes up and um, could potentially cause an issue. Yeah. Uh, but the, that's kind of a that's kind of an interesting one. It's like, huh. Cable and comms, they'll do that, but they'll do it with a loop. So they'll oh. put a loop within their path or a loop, you know, for the same purpose. Oh, so that doesn't so that, that oh. water goes down into that loop and drops there rather than Instead following. Continue on. Input, Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's what I got on on code. If you have any questions or things that you want us to talk about or have any or corrections, email us the code that irritates you the most. All right. And just thought- don't understand why do I need to do this? Exactly. Then maybe we can find the answer. Right. What the say? It's usually safety, right? It's you know, which is great. <laughs> blah 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 blah. So you went to your so, conference. Tell us about it. I did. So I went to the co-housing U.S. Um, conference. And what and, were you hoping to learn? Well, I am working on becoming what would be considered what they call an owner's rep. So mm. I would be I would be the liaison between the formed group of members who are going to be the, they're going to be the people that are moving into this the co-housing community. The, right, the and, residents. And owners. Right, owners, right. And so I'm going to be that person that will then talk to the general contractor, the mm. architect, the the um the civil engineer, that kind of thing so that um, those professionals that are part of that group are not being inundated with 25 different people calling and emailing and asking questions. Right. So And so, coordinating those different bodies who may not have, right? I mean, the contractors. So, and the- a, a little bit. There's, there, there is, um, you know, your general contractor should have 
a project manager that's going to be managing that part of it. Okay, so you're not the overall project manager. I, I'm not ready to jump into that right. quite yet. <laughs> um, there's also, if we're using using a developer, right, they're going to be bringing in, it's like we've worked with this GC before and, and they know how to do multifamily or right. co-housing communities or whatever. Um, so there's the, you, you can hire a developer as well that's going to be coordinating all those other professional pieces. Right. Um, but I want to be, yeah, I want to be that person that goes in and says, okay, the community has decided that we want quartz countertops. We're doing gray mm. or white cabinets. We're doing bamboo floors for everything. Um, we want can lights. We want, um, you know, those those kind of things, those design things. Um, we want... That's uh, not the... Seven three bedrooms. We okay. want... So, no, I'm taking that information that this group has decided upon, right? They've, they've gotten together... And, well, so you create through. a scope for the GC, right? Right. So that's the that's what the group is working on. Is like they are they're trying to. It's like what do we want? Gotcha. And you know we have a we have a four acre piece of property. So how many units can we get here? How many units do we want to have here? Mm -hmm. How many can we have and still make this price point? Those, so those are all those things to consider, and there's committees that are being formed, and and, and you those can stuff. help them on saying, okay, right. here's a possible pitfall, right. on you guys wanting to do that. Exactly, thing. exactly. You want to kind of steer them away from everybody gets to choose all their customizations because then that just really elevates the price, and you sure. want to keep that down as much as possible. I mean, it's like, okay, if you want to, you can have a certain color paint. When you get in and move in, but we're going to do everything, you know. Paint to your little heart's desire. Builder's beige or something like that, right? right. That That's easy enough to do. Um, so Yeah, that makes sense. And then that can be your own personal expense if you want somebody to come in and repaint it. Right, okay. right. So, uh, yeah, trying to, trying to keep the group um, happy mm -hmm. with what they're doing because we're, we're, we're building not necessarily – we're not necessarily building the house, but we're building a dream. We're building that that sense of community, and that's why they're wanting to do this co-housing. The concept uh, of living. And, right, of, of living together, living in community. And the house is kind of kind of secondary, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. not the main reason that they're moving into this. Mm -hmm. So that was the big thing that I learned, you know, how to, how to keep costs down, how to do marketing, how to find those people that are interested in co-housing and getting them to make that, that, that commitment. Wanna, isn't that the job of a developer? Would you come into a group that's already formed or you no. actually try to find and form people? Trying to form people. Right now, what I, was, I actually got off the phone as I was coming here uh, with a real estate agent that we, we've got a piece of property in Olympia mm -hmm. that looks like it might be a good candidate for sure. co-housing community. Um, so I have to do a little bit of due diligence. And then I have a colleague, um, Shelly Parks, I'll give her a little plug, uh, <laughs> And uh, she is she's a marketing sales guru mm -hmm. um, and just took her co-housing community. Um, they were full before they even started construction, hmm. which is really unheard of in, in co-housing communities because you get a lot of people that are not, not willing. They're not willing to make that commit commitment because it is a pretty big um, it's you know, you're, you're putting in your 20 percent down 
as this whole process is going along, as opposed to, you know, you look at the house and you see it. It's like, okay, now I want to purchase it. It's like, no, you're going on faith that this is going to happen. And turn out the way you want it to. Exactly. So, um, but, so we get the group together. You can, you can do it where you, you have the group together, then you try to find your property or I like it where I find the property, then I find the people to fit in. Because you can help, like you were talking about, you can help create that image, that dream of just like, okay, look at this property. This right. is what I see. Right. You know, right. and are you interested in that? And and then that collaboration even then. Right. Because they're saying, okay, I like up to this point, and then, and here are some other concerns or, or druthers, you know, this mm-hmm. is our right. wish list of how right. we want it to operate. Yeah. So, so you have exciting. to learn more about what the mindset's going to be of a person who wants to live in co-housing. Yeah. It's... And you kind of, everybody's kind of got to be on the same page um, because sometimes you get people in that they just, they don't, they don't fit. They just right. don't fit with the group. They don't fit with the concept. And somehow you have to say, I'm sorry, this is, this is not, this is not going to work. This isn't just a development of several no, houses it is not. together. There's, no, this is something else. Right. This, right. there is, there is cohesiveness to the group before you even move in. Right. Mm-hmm. You are, you are, by the time you're moving in, you are friends with these people because you've had potlucks with them. You've had coffee with them. You've had meeting after meeting. You've, you've, um, you're doing either consensus or, or what they call sociocracy. Have you ever heard of that? No. Um, it's not, it's not consensus where you've got consensus for the whole group. They actually form what they call circles. So you, it's a, it's a, a subcommittee that's responsible for say design. So you've got a design circle. And we've all agreed the design circle gets to decide. They are going to make the decision. They'll bring it back to the general population and say, these are the decisions that we've made. And, but there's no, well, wait a minute. I don't like that. Yeah. So sociocracy so again, is kind you're of a, signing on for that, right? Too. Right. Yeah. So you're wanting to, you know, really understand what's going on. And and for me, I look at it like good because I don't want to make all the decisions. I I, right. I can only imagine the number of decisions that you have to make because I say that you know in a regular remodel, there's what like 134 decisions that the, the homeowner has to make. Right. So think about how many decisions a community has to make to actually get their development built. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. So if you've got a group that's making those decisions for you, you've let them know, these are my preferences. This is what I would like. You know, what am I, you know, what is this the sword that I'm going to die on or does it really not matter? The position that you're kind of talking about, are you also involved in the collaboration and helping them sort through like the covenants and the agreements and the... I assume it's just short of a mission statement, but you know, no, you do. No, there is a mission statement. Are you part of that process as well? Well, giving them guidance. I mean, they're, they're the ones that you have to decide. Right. And, and I've got, you know, templates and, and suggestions and things like that, that these are the things that you need to work on. This group needs to work on this and this group group needs to work on this and you need to hash this out. And here are some models on how that collaboration can happen. Right. Do you need any suggestions? Do you need any more support? That kind of thing. Just being that professional, you know, guidance. And so the conference, did you actually get to meet people who have done this job? Yes. Yes, there are. um, So I've gone through a class uh, with Katie that we had on, Katie McCammon, 500 Mm -hmm. Community. So I've gone through that cohort. And we had a meeting the first day of other people that had gone through her 
uh, program before who mm-hmm. have developed programs, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And then I've met a, num- met a number of people who are actually members of communities that have struggled through this process. They, they, they knew they needed to get it done. They mm-hmm. didn't know how, but they had just a whole lot of passion and fortitude and got it done. And I was talking to a woman on the shuttle bus to the airport. She was like, I wish I knew that there were people like you because I have so struggled yeah. with this. They don't know how to deal with the contractor, mm-hmm. right? The contractor's what not. Right, right. So, um, yes, it was It was great. It was Very great. cool. A lot of fun. Very fun. exciting. One step closer. One step closer. One step closer. Yeah. If you have any questions or comments or... Did I say questions? Questions. You should Questions, be. comments, concerns. Anything you want to add anything. or anything you want us to talk about. Let yeah. us know. Anything you have questions about that you'd like us to talk about. Please send us an email at askamy at amyworks.com. Go ahead and give us a rating, review if you feel like it. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. That'd be awesome. We'd love it. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. Makes me This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.